Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's over. After 27 long years, Mile City's winning streak over Glendive in football is finally over with. This is an emergency podcast episode that this guy right next to me and I have agreed to for several months now. I got Parker right here with me. Parker, what what did we see this weekend? What went down this weekend? Well, Zach, um, on Friday, I think there was a very competitive game that uh, was played between two pretty uh, pretty fierce rivals, and uh, this time it was uh, Red Devils coming out on top, so that was something that was super exciting for uh, just our community and Glendive in general, so yeah, it was a pretty exciting start to the weekend for sure. Absolutely, and uh, obviously... Um a big win for the Red Devils, one and one. Now, obviously, this comes a couple of years after you graduated. Like, how does it feel knowing? Obviously, I'm sure that this is something your your dad has longed for since he took over as coach of the Red Devils. Um, now, sometimes we talk about proud father son moments. This must be a pretty dang proud son moment, isn't it? Oh yeah, no, for sure. I think this weekend was really. Like you said, that kind of proud father-son moment for sure because on Friday, um, the Red Devils got the win. And, yeah, like you said, that has been a big um, a big goal for us for yep. a while since being here. And then on Saturday, we got to watch the Hawks win. And, and another milestone <laughs> moment for yourself as well. We have to talk about that a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it was just a good weekend overall for both of us, and I feel like it was um, – just something that they really needed, and hopefully that will kind of get the ball rolling for Glendive football and keep it keep it that way. Yeah, and on another note, it was the very next day, first college football action, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I um, got in a little bit on the kickoff at the end of the game uh, against Mayville State, and my um, my dad and my the rest of my family, my grandparents were there to see it. So that was this. It was a really exciting weekend for um, for the Buckley family for sure. Yep, and. Now, I, I actually talked to your dad before the game. He said that, uh, like, I asked him, is this as sweet as the Laurel playoff win a few years before that? He said, that's right up there. Laurel's got it, but, yeah, this win's right up there for sure. <laughs> yeah, is this something, like, from an outsider's perspective, would you, like, say the same thing? Like, Laurel is probably the best win he's had, and then along with this one. Yeah, I would say um, from someone who is – I guess I watched the Laurel game in person on the sideline and then um, I listened to the Miles City game on the radio from Dickinson and um, you know it really didn't have as much um, one-sidedness I feel like as the Laurel game did because a lot of teams thought that Laurel was going to blow us out that year and then coming into this game with Miles City I think Glendive had some some confidence going in but yes I'd say um, it definitely should rank up there with one of the one of the better wins so far. When the Cowboys went up 12 nothing after C.J. Lang's long touchdown reception, were, were, were you thinking, were they, they were up 12 nothing, And were you thinking to yourself, here we go again? Um, I mean, from, just from watching the first couple um, drives of the game, I knew our guys, they definitely seemed a little nervous. Um, I mean, everyone understands the magnitude of this game and what it means to everyone. Uh, being from Isle City and from Glendive. And so I think our guys just came out a little bit nervous, and um, the Isle City guys were locked in right away, ready to go. And um, 
they had that really long touchdown pass and then they had a good drive and ran it in and um, then I think our guys kindly finally got their their heads on right they got their heads screwed on tight and then they kind of just started going to work from there on yeah and in spite of being behind by themselves it could have just as easily been a halftime lead for the Red Devils, like 12-7, well, 12-0 at the start of the game, then fumbled the second-half kickoff. When we were talking about this last night, they kind of stopped themselves in the first half, didn't they? And then they got rolling, and once they stopped stopping themselves, that's when they got rolling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right away they just had some, some penalties and some turnovers that really kind of bit them in the butt, just not really executing on things that they were doing very well last week. And then... Like you said, there was 12-0, and then they kind of, or what was it, 26? 26 to 12. 26 that they ended up scoring straight. So they, I mean, they really put things together and uh, figured it out, I think, after that first uh, couple minutes of the first quarter, even the first half. Now, I'll put the, all of this in perspective for you. And I posted a little bit about this on Facebook the other day. Now, 26 is what the streak ran up to, but as far as I see it, from a historian's perspective, it could easily be a little bit less than that. Like, in the late 90s, early 2000s, Parker, people need to remember there were some pretty dang close games. Like, before, like, like a point came in the late 2000s where the outcome was predictable every time prior to this year. Yeah, there's been a lot, definitely a lot of games, uh, that should have been a lot closer than they were, or maybe seemed a little bit worse. I always like to think of um, like my senior year game when we played those guys. I mean, it was going to be a touchdown at halftime, and we had a little mistake when we were on the five-yard line right before halftime, and then I think Jackson Wicker ended up taking a screen about 75 yards to the house. He was and... known to do that. <laughs> his, junior, his junior year, absolutely. Oh, yeah, but... Um, no, those games, um, no matter what, even even the blowouts, I mean, because I played in blowouts, I played in close games, and they always they always just seemed like they were um, one of the most important games you were going to play all year, no matter if you knew they were going to beat us or what. But, no, it was, it was always exciting uh, matching up against yeah. the Cowboys. On another more t personal note, at least you were on the winning end, in like when you were the quarterback of – Another streak that ended like beating Sydney for the first time since 2000. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a really exciting game, and it was very cold and very rainy. Yeah, muddy, wasn't it? <laughs> very muddy on that field. Yeah, seven yeah. zip, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, was it Nelson that scored your only touchdown that day? Yep. Right before halftime, we had a pretty big drive. Um, my friend Brody Eckert. He had a nice diving catch to end the first quarter, and then um, we drove down the rest of the way, and Nelson Christopher punched it in. That ended up getting us the game for uh, against Sydney. And uh, Gents Scarpolt had the game-sealing interception. Shout out, Gents. Yeah. <clears throat> and prior to that day at night, and I'll I'll talk about this here in two seconds. You, you could say like. Russell McCarville was the last coach to beat Sydney and Miles City back or prior prior to that Sydney game and like Miles City prior to just the other night. Mm -hmm. Here, I, now this streak started well back in 1996, the the last one prior to this year. Miles City would end up getting the last laugh as they won their third consecutive state title, but. 
in McCarvel's first season as a head coach. Shut up, Facebook. <laughs> I was just about to get on Facebook to, you know, look at that thing I posted the other day just to kind of go through it. But started in 96 with a comeback win. And then even as McCarvel says we talked on the podcast, he never would have thought that, that those would be the last of the victories. Oh, hey, now you're starting to bring it up. <laughs> I got you. All right. You have to let me know when you find it. Here. Here, here. Here, I'll find it for you. Here. There you go. You're almost there. All right, here goes. 96. Was a 31 to 27 win at Denton Field. It'll always be Denton Field to me. Don't listen to yeah, that Connor Stadium shit. But as McCarville tells it, Bryce Harrison, who he, tell, he tells he like played basketball at Doss Community College, I do believe. Um, first year out for football ever. Scored two fourth quarter touchdowns for the win. But the Cowboys would get the last laugh. They would win three straight on the road against conference champions to win their third consecutive state title. 97 was when the streak officially started and got underway. 43-29, the conference champion Cowboys would win that day. The next year, 98, this was the first of several close games prior to the late 2000s, I would say. McCarville's third season as coach when they took the Cowboys to overtime that night. The Cowboys would prevail 28-21 on a one-yard Mark Ingraham touchdown in overtime. 99 was another close game in 27-21 in which the Cowboys had to hold off a late Glendive rally. In 2000, which is the year I was born, 35-17. Yeah, Miles City had to win that one to get into the playoffs. People need to remember, well, one, that was McCarville's last game that he ever coached for the Red Devils for turning Brock Osweiler into what he would become. But people need to remember, well, they only took two teams to the playoffs that year. Remember those old days, like three, three, then two, <laughs> then they switched it to three permanently the next year. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, Justin Van Ran for a buck 44, four touchdowns. And if it wasn't for... Sydney scoring on the last play in overtime against Harden on a fourth and forever. The Cowboys would have missed the playoffs that year with a 7-1 record. And 2001 was probably the highest scoring game between two teams, let alone Glendive, in school history. Um, like it was like what what was it a hundred okay by ninety seven combined points fifty four forty three two thousand two was a thirty five zip shutout oh three which would have been Mike Person's sophomore year right the year I was born too yep <clears throat> and your dad was coaching at Laurel at that point as I recall yep what 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 exact years was he coaching at Laurel um I'm. I am uh, really not sure the exact years on it, but I know he's a part of that team. And then um, I think he went to uh, Opheim actually right after that season when they won the state championship. It's like probably 03 ish. So probably like 02, 03. Maybe yeah. two seasons in Laurel. Yeah. Were you born in Glendive? Um, I was born in Billings, actually. Billings, okay. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, 03, which would have been Mike Persons. 
sophomore year. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys made the state championship game that year. The Red Devils missed the playoffs, and it was still a really close game. As the coaches and players say it, they, they took Glendive lightly that night and dang near paid the price for it. We weren't ready to go. Paid the price for it. It was Ed Roloff's last regular season game that he'd ever coached as coach of the Cowboys. We need to have a good Well, we, I, little did we know it at the time, but it took double overtime for the Cowboys to survive and maintain their perfect record up to that point. 0-4. This is a game, like, I'm sure people talk about. Well, I don't know, like, in the grand scheme of things, they don't really talk about it, but who knows? They might look back on it with some old memories, stuff like that. A 35-yard field goal by Brandon Sandow in the second quarter was all the Cowboys needed. Three-zip. People need to remember, Glendive beat Billing Central. That was your last win against Billing Central, and it came in a year where Billing Central made the state championship game, okay? And... They gave Haver a pretty decent game as well. Then they were an all-time great team in the beginning of the year with Mariani. Mm-hmm. He's a pro bowler. Pro and bowler, yeah. If they would have beat Miles City, they would have gone to the playoffs. Miles City would have missed it. 3-0. That's, it was early in the season. That was the deciding factor there. Mm-hmm. That's a heartbreaker for sure. 28-21. This is another game that effectively eliminated Glendive from playoff contention. It was the last game of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Future Montana State Bobcat Kyle Beggar scored the game-winning touchdown with 38 ticks left, a game in which the Cowboys put up 341 of their 367 yards on the ground. It's like, yeah, that team didn't have a particularly strong passing game, but <laughs> they, they could run it up your throats. Yeah, they could run the ball. Like and back then, like before Carson Hunter and company came along, that, they were known to do that. That was always Miles City's bread and butter. Mm-hmm. 06 was another one to clinch the playoffs. 07. Ooh, there's a no fantasy draft notification. Yeah, I just had my fantasy draft last night. You remember, right? I was about to draft my fantasy team like right before you left. You know, mm-hmm. like, you were printing stuff up off. I was. I was in the same spot drafting my fantasy team as we were last night. <laughs> it went 07, which, oh, oh, okay, 07 was a season similar to which the Cowboys look like they're about to put up right now, kind of. Mm-hmm. You feel me? The only difference is Glendive is so much better now than they were in 2007. Mm-hmm. I think they won zero games that year. Yeah, I don't think but, they But that. in terms of talent, well, I don't want to say in terms of talent because that exact same group of kids won the state championship the next year. It was just internal factors that brought drug that team down. Mm-hmm. Two and seven, but that was one of their only two wins and their only conference win. And the last game that Jim Person ever coached against the Cowboys. 08, one of the all-time great comebacks, state championship season. The Cowboys won 42-6, in which... Miles City all-time leading rusher Brennan Hoggin ran for 234 yards and three touchdowns, in which the defense held the Red Devils to only 70 total yards. Want to hear another? Speaking of holding people to low yardage, want to hear a crazy stat? (laughs) Go for it. Guess how many yards the Cowboys held Livingston to when they played them that year? Oh, gosh. Uh, This is before your dad took over the program. Shoot, probably less than 100 for sure. Negative five. Holy 
<laughs> you have negative five yards in a game? Holy cow. Yeah, this post in particular only talks about Glendive games, mm -hmm. but I got thousands of these old ones saved on my computer. That's where I got all these stats from. Mm -hmm. um, 09 was right in the middle, kind of another young team. Okay, 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 where where are we? Um, hold on, two seconds. Okay, well now 2010 was another state championship season, 55-6, to six, which... 48 nothing halftime. This might have been the biggest blowout in the history of the series. 48 zip at halftime. They got 236 yards and six touchdowns on only like 23 plays. 2011, which was the senior year of the current athletic director of Mile City. Mm -hmm. or, Mr. Dalton. Yep, Dalton, or should I say, yeah, the Elon Musk of Mile City. <laughs> that was his senior year. At, at the time, believe it or not, he held the Mile City record for receiving touchdowns in a career. Really? Yep. This was right before he started playing for Dickinson. It was 41-12. It was one of three three wins the, the Cowboys got to get to the playoffs as a three seed, which they fell to Central in the semis. 2012 was a 42-6 game in a year with, which is like probably even worse than the 07 season, which we talked about. Zero wins, like only scored five touchdowns all season. 63 nothing to probably Billing Central's best team they ever fielded mm -hmm. at the end of the year. Your dad's first year as head coach. He, he, had to, he had a program like, at that point, if you're as bad as Livingston is now at this point, mm -hmm. it's going to take a while to build this up. Yeah, that was definitely a big rebuilding year for Glendive um, when my dad when my dad adopted it, he, I mean, came into the program and it was really struggling. And like you said, we were talking about all these scores and these of these games, and they were Glendive was getting blown out. They just didn't have the, they didn't have the leadership. They didn't have the um, the go get itness that they needed at the moment, and things were just kind of downward spiral at this point. But now, hopefully, we're uh, gonna keep. <laughs> going up here and the games will get closer hopefully and, uh, and we'll keep going with some red like, double wins yeah, they haven't quite got that winning season yet under the belt but mm -hmm. you gotta think this year is gonna be the year like five and four at the very least six mm -hmm. and three maybe of course and as crockett told me at the pot game i sat next to him for a lot of the game we are gonna get a home playoff game mm-hmm yeah did the red devils ever host a playoff game like prior to the streak starting like um I think my dad played in one at home. At home, but um, I couldn't have told you what year. What okay. year it was? I could probably ask him. Oh yeah. No, I know none of those three state chippers that they lost were at home. They yep. were on the road to Mile City and Sydney, respectively. Yep. You could say another prologue to the streak, or, or right before. Well, McCarville is the offensive coordinator. Jim Persons last season in his first stint. Mm -hmm. You've probably seen that video in which I've showed you. Mm -hmm. I shared it with you the, the first time we ever met. <laughs> yep. yeah. 13, I was at the game. It was in Glendive. I was in seventh grade seeing that. 14 was another one. 15 was 52 to 35. But at that point, the Cowboys pulled their starters. But by Matt Blunt, who threw for 334 and four tutties in that game. Four. 
16 was another. This is the year before you guys won that playoff game. A one-win season, like one and seven, I think they went that year. Mm-hmm. 42 to six, in which the Cowboys finished the season four and six. Yeah, 17. Uh-huh. Even the year, yeah, the year you guys did win that playoff game, 41-14. Yeah, we had two really. That was one of two really bad losses. That was that year. Um, this one against Miles City because. I remember we felt that we were just as good as Miles City that year. And then um, against Fergus at the end of the season, too, they play, we played Fergus for our senior night. And they, I mean, they, they had a good team. They are a good, strong team. But I think that we were better for sure and ended up losing, losing a pretty good one there. But, uh, yeah, that Laurel win in the playoffs that year was super huge. Yep. I was a eighth grader, and um, the quarterback, doctor uh, my cousin was was playing in his senior year and that was no that was just definitely and, a surreal moment Jaden sure. Holly Jaden Holly a bunch of those guys Robbie Kaiser mm-hmm. no yeah that was definitely a, a pretty good group of guys that they had all been playing ball together for a really long time and uh, that would that that was something that they were definitely um working up to at that point <clears throat> then 18 it's it well at, at that point it was like your first varsity action ever at quarterback yep, that was my and freshman year. it was senior night and um well i was honored before that game myself because of cross country um but uh 42 to 14 at denton field in one of the smaller senior classes mile city had and what i remember from that game facebook can shut up even more now <laughs> Um. Yeah, like, I as I remember before the game, there was this. I forgot his name. Like, the kid who, who broke his finger. Like, oh, he was yeah. just showing up to Mile City's cr- crowd before the game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> my friend uh, Justin Reed. Yeah, that's who. That's who it was. Yep. Just throwing him darts in pregame. <laughs> yeah, we threw him a we threw him a screen pass in uh, warmups during the game, and he came off and. He was showing us his hand, and his finger was all sideways, and we—I just thought it was the glove, and then the glove, <laughs> the glove. <laughs> but yeah, no, his pinky was all sideways, and he was showing the student set, the Miles City student section, and yeah, that was a that was an interesting game for sure. The gloves. <laughs> the, the the only time it's appropriate to say the glove didn't fit is in a game like this yeah. right here. <laughs> That's a hill I will die on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I love that. You Buckley folks are also Bronco fans. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, Had yeah. to do it. Yep. Right, ride or die for the Broncos, for sure. Riot or die. <laughs> yeah, no. And, good. and 19, which would have been your junior year. Were you still? Sophomore year. Okay. No, sophomore year. Yeah, you were still splitting time with Kate Hellman at that point, were you? Yeah, that was um, the one that we played in Glendive. Oh, and, first um, game of the year. First game of the year, and we weren't sure um, who was kind of going to start to start the year, but uh, we they my dad decided to go with Cade to start the year, which was probably the better decision for sure because I was a scared little sophomore, yeah. you know, and getting ready to kind of like a tie goes to the upperclassman type thing. Yeah, and I mean, uh Kate was a really Kate was a good quarterback. He threw the ball really, really well. He's an athletic kid and uh Kate and I are I'd say are still friends today. We're 
pretty good buddies and yeah I think we going into that game we planned to split some time a little bit kind of go back and forth and right away I think we had some some turnovers and stuff and I ended up getting in the game pretty early and I think we had a we had a really good drive and that ended up scoring a touchdown on and we should have had another one but dang uh Jess Bellows it was a ball hawk. Like, yeah. Like, people know him <laughs> as the receiver that caught 63 balls for 1296 and 18 touchdowns, which was rough, rough, roughly half of Carson Hunter's production that year. But in that game, he got a couple touchdowns in that game, but where he really stood out, tying a school record with three interceptions in one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he got me for the, the one I threw in that game. Um, oh, you threw one? Like, he threw two, you threw one, mm-hmm. and all three were to Jess Bellows. Yep, and they were... Yeah, the first couple were on some deep balls, I think, but mine was on. We'd been hitting, we'd been hitting them on these slants, these little slants and drags the whole game, and uh, he was playing safety, and I, I got a little greedy when we were on the goal line, and uh, or, uh, I wouldn't say the goal line. We were probably just getting into the red zone, and uh, <clears throat> he jumped right in front of our receiver and picked it off, and I think I got the tackle on that play. Okay, actually. okay. But uh, he definitely almost ran it back on us. <laughs> He was a very fast guy, very good athlete. Yeah, Miles said he had produced a, like, we talk about 18 and 19 squads, you know, Keith Fanner and Kip Krebsbach. That's what us, like, we were state runner-ups my junior, third place my senior year on the track. That Those those games, like, that you played earlier in your high school career were a track meet for sure. Mm-hmm. And 19 as well. 19 is probably the best team Miles City ever fielded. It's like nothing to be ashamed of there against that team. That, you guys... Like, that was the same score Laurel put up in the chipper. That's, I was going to say, I have a little fun fact for you that you might not know, that besides the state championship game, we were their closest game that year. <laughs> we were one of their uh, one of their closest games well, that year. Besides and Laurel, the, besides, yeah. Yeah, besides Laurel. Yeah, so that was, no, I remember. Think, 46-6 against Sydney. Uh, let me think. 41-10, to that might come close. Mm-hmm. That, I think that might have – okay, hang on. 31, uh, okay. What, what's 38 minus 7? 31. So, so pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Tied with Billing Central for yeah. – dang, they're the closest game. Uh, yeah, I remember and, we had some dri- We had some drives in that game that went pretty well, and we ended up – Scoring 1-1 one, one in the first half. Got an inter- like one of Hunter's only five interceptions that he ever threw all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was this we, – we can never put the ball in that game. I remember – then. Bellows got his first pick of the game, and then they were off and rolling. Uh-huh. Imagine, like, there's some things we got to clean up after one game, still win 38-7. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on to the next year, your junior year, 2020, That this might have been Carson Hunter's best game that he ever played, just statistic-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he just – now and, that I've gotten to know Carson a lot better now here at um, – here at Dickinson, just kind of talking about it. He, um, man, he was just locked in. He was ready to go that day, and um, just give all the kudos to him. I remember uh, showing up to Denton Field there, and uh, during COVID, you, it wasn't the raucous crowd because it was COVID. Yeah, it was. COVID you were, you weren't even sure if you guys were gonna finish the season. Yeah, no, and it was a yeah, it was a weird year. We had um, not a lot of kids out that year. It was just kind of a lot of things were up in the air, and it was kind of questionable, but. Yeah, uh, they're coming off the state championship win, obviously, and um, Carson Hunter was the man. Yeah. He, he was the man there. And, and I was running cross-country and track at DCC at the time. 
Yeah, and it was a. Uh, <clears throat> it was just a, yeah, it was just a good game for them. They had a really. Um, I remember I think the first touchdown, Carson threw a deep one to Jaden Venable, and I had a we had a feeling that it was either going to have to be a shootout or we were going to be in trouble for sure. So. They were just so high-powered offensively those two years for sure, and it was definitely definitely a little bit r- tough to to keep up with offensively for sure. Yeah, but then, yeah, the twenty-one game, the second to last one of the bunch. That is that that is that one that's a like a little hard to look back on. Do you still think about that game? Oh yeah, no, for sure. I um I definitely think on that one a lot because I think that was probably of my four years. The closest one and the one that we maybe should have won but uh we just had a couple plays in that game that were really really detrimental uh we had a fumble on a really long run that should have been a touchdown we had a couple uh screens get taken for touchdowns uh we had some tip balls that got picked the mm. pick six at the and, end and, uh, Aiden Klein, that, that was the second straight year he picked six to you against Mm-hmm. And he is the only guy that I've ever thrown a pick six to. And did it twice. And I've done it twice. <laughs> yeah, those Klein boys at safety, those Klein boys were dogs at the safety position. Yeah. And they still had, are to this day. Yeah. No, they, they're they really good athletes, really good really good players. And that one, I I like to joke with Klein because the, the first one he got on me, the game was still close. The COVID year. Yeah, the COVID year. The game was still close. But – um. <laughs> the my our senior year one oh man we were just I think it was like a fourth and or a third and long or a fourth and long and something like that and we were we threw a ball up and I got <laughs> I got rocked pretty good and uh I ended up Klein ended up coming down with it but yeah that that one I definitely look back on for sure because um it was one of my last games I played in Miles City one of my last football games of my high school career and it was just I don't know. It didn't sit very well with how everything went. I felt like I played well um, for the most part, and things just kind of didn't really go our way, which, I mean, that's how it goes sometimes. It's all good because in basketball we know what happened. (laughs) It just so happened that at that point, Lewistown still had their juggernaut Mm -hmm. and would the next year as well. Yeah. And this year, who knows? They, they'll probably be even better in basketball than they, this year they are in football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basketball, I think, is where they're really shining right now. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and I mean, they'll have some And good not only teams. did they end multiple droughts, they're they're starting to show, hey, we're, we're a force to be reckoned with. We're playing Saturday at the state tournament, mm-hmm. and we're one point or an overtime away from playing for third and fourth. Uh-huh. After 15 years, we were not very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now the, yeah the last one last year like, were you at the game last year when they had thirty two nothing? Yep, I was in Glendive for that. And it, one. which was, Court Smith be- becoming the first freshman to start at quarterback since Paul Miller in nineteen fifty five. Dang. Throw for a touchdown, ran for two more scores in the win. Yeah, I remember watching that and just having it be. I think that's really. Um, what drove our kids to really um, work hard this summer and want and this pretty win young team? This year. Like two senior running backs, was that everyone else was really young? Yeah, that um, that senior class for as good as they were, they had they only had maybe four or five guys that actually really played, and 
yeah, the two running backs, um, Axon and Espen, uh, Michael Marley, he was a good uh, lineman, offensive and defensive for us. He's actually playing at Montana Western now. Okay. Um, Austin Berry, he's a really good corner. Wrestles at U-Mary. Yep, wrestles for him at U-Mary. Um, Jake Williams, he's a good corner for us. Um, he was actually going to go play college football as well before he um, he got in an accident this summer. But, um, Yikes. But, yeah, no, that for that small group of kids, they um, – I know that obviously wasn't the performance they wanted to put on um, that night against Miles City, but I think it's all just was kind of part of the part of the journey. Like you know, they had to, some of those young guys. Like you said, it was a young team. Those young guys, they they had had success against Miles City before in middle school and JV games and freshman games. So they, I don't think, were quite as. Um, worried about the game if that makes any sense but this year they knew what was up they knew what they were up against um they had a they had a goal in mind coming in and I think it really um it really showed in the game for sure yeah now like during the time of that streak did did the Red Devils ever pull out any freshman or JV wins against the Cowboys ever um my freshman year we beat we beat um, Miles City in the, in the freshman in, game. In the freshman game, um, we Which, beat him six to nothing. S- same two quarterbacks, you and Dalton Plesky on the other side. Yep, yep. Me and Dalton and uh, Basil Chrisafoli. He caught the touchdown right before halftime, uh, and then I think I'm not sure what happened uh, the rest of the game. Oh man, it's all a blur at this point. But um, yeah, it was six nothing win. Um, was it on Denton Field? It was in Miles. Okay, City, it was yeah. the same night as you were. Was it the same night as you were going to play your first varsity game? Yep. Yep, it was that night. Okay, that same night. Yep. Okay. And then we get to this year, which is just the other night. 12 nothing at half, 26 unanswered. If you turn the ball over four times and still win by two scores, like, what was it, 14 points, then mm-hmm. that's got to show you that there's a little bit of a talent difference this year, I would think. Mm-hmm. Pretty young Mile City team. Yeah, that's what. That's exactly what I thought too. I mean, yeah, the cards fell where they did. I I could see that. I don't know. I I'm not sure I knew. That's why you play the games, obviously. But I still felt the cards were gonna fall where they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, I definitely think Glendive is gonna have a good team this year, and they will be a good team this year. And uh, Miles City for sure is. Going to be looking to turn it around, and, yeah. and I'm sure they will. And, coach and, Regan's and, a good coach. And here's the, here's the thing. However they end up this year, I mean, yeah, our coaches, like, they won't allow the program to go downhill. Like, Miles City's too, like, too good of a football culture for that. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe when Cork gets junior or senior, then that's when they'll start doing well. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you guys are young, like, Shoot, when I was a sophomore, I had plenty of I had plenty of mess ups. I had plenty of screw ups, and it's it's just all part of playing high school football. I mean, shoot, my sophomore year, I think I ended the year with eight touchdowns and twelve interceptions or something yeah. like that. And it was, 
I mean, just a big block in the road. So yep. for uh, Mr. Smith there in Mile City, obviously I hope you don't win any more games against the Red Devils. But mm. keep your head up, brother, and uh, keep yeah. balling out. You'll 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 do some good things, my man. Good. Yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, the Cowboys still lead the all-time series, seventy thirty-four and two, dating back to nineteen twenty-two. Mm-hmm. You're only what's seventy minus thirty-four? It's like thirty-six <laughs> games away. Yep. It's like you're only ten games away when McCarville and company went down to Denton Field and beat them. Yeah, I think uh, that just means that the Red Devils are gonna have to start a little streak of their own. So that's what that's what I think is gonna have to happen here soon. <laughs> You'll still have one of your two quarterbacks coming back next year, and the game will be played at your house. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely think there could be a little, at least for a couple years. I mean, it's I I just think that the rivalry is going to fire up again. I think this streak stuff is over. I don't think that Mile City's really going to get on a streak. Yeah, again at least not twenty six in a row. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think Lundive will do it either. But I think it's going to be, from this point on, it's going to be a lot more competitive, a lot more fun. The the energy is going to be there at that game for and, sure. And maybe someday it'll be similar to what we see in basketball. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if we were talking about the basketball series, it would be probably dang near 500. <laughs> I'd have to go back and look at all the games. But mm -hmm. I, I feel like, like for like the last 10-ish years, it's got to be close to 500. Oh, yeah, it's been really good so far, for sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, well, it was a fun 26 years indeed, and pretty soon here I'm going to go talk to that last coach to beat Miles City and just talk about us talking on this old podcast. So, <laughs> yes, so I guess – um. Yeah, maybe you'll get into a couple more games this year, like kickoff. Who knows? You, you might even get in at quarterback here. Yeah, that would be super And again, cool like we were talking about, like you guys, you Blue Hawks, you have such a big quarterback room, probably the biggest one. I don't know. To be fair, Tom Brady was the seventh quarterback on Michigan's depth chart <laughs> when he came to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, yeah, we got, we got a lot of us, but the thing is, it's a lot to um, a lot to learn from too. You see a lot of guys from a lot of different places who have played a lot of football, and um, you don't. I mean, you never know everything. You never know how to beat a coverage every single time. You never know how to do certain things like that. But yeah. having all these um, all these really good minds around you really um, has helped me, I think, at least in that perspective, the mental aspect of the game. Uh, compared to years past where maybe the quarterback room isn't as deep where you don't have as many um, ideas flying around. Oh, oh yeah, and it's, it's definitely faster. Like, you got to process a lot more at the college level. Like, they, they switch up, like, would you say, like, much faster than they do in high school? Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's just um, the biggest difference between high school and college, I think, is just everyone's about 25 pounds heavier, a little bit stronger, and a lot faster for sure. Yeah. Did did Jess Johnson or Blaine Berg play a quarterback? I know they played college football. Like I think one of them went to Rocky, one of them went to Dickinson. You have to like correct me on where they went, but mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like at least one of them played quarterback. Um, it it wasn't Blaine because Blaine um Blaine came to Dickinson. 
and, and he, he like played receiver or something yeah he was he was actually playing corner right away corner. they recruited him to play corner and uh, then he switched to receiver oh, back in the hank bijou days yep the name that not many people can pronounce right <laughs> yeah but yeah he um his his string of dickinson football was definitely a little bit different than uh than what we have today that was i think right before that we started our our decade of dominance for sure but um yeah no super cool guys for sure blaine uh was actually one of my dad's one of my dad's uh brother's best friends so i'm pretty familiar with him and yeah, he's a really good guy for sure and uh yeah, Jess Johnson. He, he went does. to Rocky, right? Yep. He didn't play quarterback, did he? No, he didn't um, play quarterback. Yeah, I'm not sure what he ended up doing. But, yeah, but yeah Jess, he, he did win a state championship in high school playing Legion baseball. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, like, at least district championship, something you got to be a part of yep. up in Glasgow. Yeah. Yeah, that was super cool. Right. When was the last time Glenn Ive had made it to state in Legion baseball prior to you guys? That was about, I think, 15 15- Probably since, probably since the year they won in, like, 03, I want to say it was. Yep. 03, 04, or 05, one of the three. Mm-hmm. But should have made it in 18, but thanks to Miles City hosting the tournament, they lost two <laughs> districts at your place. I was yeah. there. Yeah, that was – that's a very – As Michael Rush said after the game, we should be at state showing Glendive what Blue Devil Nation is made of. And he's, he wasn't wrong. Yeah, that – that's a very that's a very touchy Miles City Glendive game that's for a lot of Glendive. Still a lot people. of BS. <laughs> Imagine them only taking one because another school that choked at, at districts is hosting the state tournament. Mm-hmm. Fun, little known fact: the first day of that state tournament, August first of two thousand eighteen, is the day I got my wisdom teeth taken out. <laughs> oh man! So that was probably <laughs> quite an interesting tournament for you. It was. I. Kind of had a little rough episode kind of before it will, before the game. Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't drive there. My dad drove me there because I was on paid meds. so <laughs> And I had a bunch of cotton balls all over my mouth. Yeah. I was talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are, those are not fun yeah. for sure. Yeah, Parker, how old were you when you got your wisdom teeth out? Um, I actually have all my wisdom teeth. They're all grown in and everything. Oh, are you gonna get them out anytime soon? I don't think so. Ooh. I think, um, okay. Yeah, my my dentist said that my teeth are pretty pretty lined up. Oh, it's well, just like if they're that's only like I guess a thing if they're grown in and about to dig out. Mm-hmm. I guess yours aren't probably. Yeah, mine are all grown in and all all good. So uh, I hopefully we we don't have to do that for sure. Oh yeah. Heck yeah, I guess that's all I got. You know, we summarized the streak, I'd say, pretty well. Mm-hmm. And now it's come to an end. Something you don't see it very often, something we see for the first time in our lives. So, well, Parker, it was fun to have you on the show again, my friend. And um, well, yeah, we might have to catch up again during basketball, all right? For sure. No, no, we'll definitely have to talk it, talk about it again. I think our next one will probably be when the Red Devils host a home football playoff game okay okay man as many times like like if like who knows by the end of the year we might have done this a fourth time already who knows (laughs) i might have a new like co-host man (laughs) yeah no that yeah but yeah like who knows fingers crossed it might happen it might not happen who knows but yeah fingers crossed but but either way no doubt 
this, this young man will be on here again. <laughs>